Are you listening? Hi ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Attacking Free podcast, Transfer Talk. Um, this is part two, so you'll be listening to this on the Yannick on Chelsea uh, feed. Um, if you have not yet listened to part one, go back and listen. It is on the Attacking Two podcast. A uh, link will be in the description of this published um, podcast, and I'll also put it on Twitter. Uh, we had a guest on, Alexis, who's a Chelsea fan and has a presence on Twitter, and we talked a lot about um, Christian Pulisic. We covered, uh, we've signed him today. It was confirmed by the club. Um, we talked about what that might bring, his abilities, our concerns about his potential lack of output. Yada, yada, yada. But Captain America is in the club and we discussed that. So go back and listen. Um, this is part two. Okay, cool. So welcoming to the podcast, my uh, co-hosts, Andy and Jimmy from The Attacking Two. Um, we've uh, yeah, we've already warmed up. We've done some, um, some Chelsea lubrication and talking about positives <laughs> and negatives. So in this part, I want to discuss some potential exits. Um, there's been some stuff rotating in the media about Cesc Fabregas, Tammy Abraham, um, Gary Cahill. But before we get onto those senior exits, let's talk a little bit about Callum Hudson-Odoi. He has been rumoured for an exit. He ha- we all know he hasn't signed a new contract yet. Me and the lads have talked about him before, but there's been a sort of flirtation story with Bayern Munich. I'm um I'm actually going to the game on the weekend against Nottingham Forest at Stamford Bridge, so I'm hoping to see a great performance from him there and something where the club goes, let's do more of him. But I want to bring one of the chaps in, so let's start with you, Andy. Um, what do you think about this? Or do you want to explain a little bit to the listeners about this buy-in story and get your thoughts mm. on it? Yeah, uh, Bayern Munich is obviously flirting about uh, or flirting with. Callum Hudson-Odoi and it is rumoured that there have been I think two bids so far and both been declined by Chelsea uh, the bids been around 20 million pounds um, look does it look likely I'm not so sure um, if you if you read German papers on that one you will always hear people slagging off Bayern Munich for not doing the transfer business they should have done in recent years and they don't look like they're doing it now um, for all the Bayern fans out there, they are not happy about the way that the um, club has been carrying themselves in regards to transfers. They have a new director of football appointed at the beginning of the season. And that was, or that is, uh, at least till now, uh, Braso Salihamidzic, who is an ex-player and has no experience whatsoever. Mm, that's and interesting. He, he, he's, he's, he's kind of the... Yeah, like, like a funny figure, and people yeah. tend to not take him take him uh, yeah any any way serious at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, so so I'm not I'm not too sure when English people listen to German football and 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 watch it and thinking about Bayern Munich, you you get the imagination of this serious club who does go about way and makes everything makes their right choices all the time. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so convinced. But maybe he will follow the example of Jaden Sancho and Reese mm. Nelson. Germany and will be successful because uh, he has to be successful. So he's way too good not to be successful. And yeah. if he doesn't get the chance at Chelsea, you can't. I can't even slag him off for that. No, you can't. Of course not. Yeah, he, has, he has. He has to do it now. If he follows 
uh, to Germany in one or two years' time might be too late for him. And we've seen it with so many other players, and we will talk about Tammy Abraham and maybe the chances he hasn't gotten in his mm. career and see how where it takes him, plays, plays championship football now. Well, exactly. Um, some fine points there. Jimmy, I um, I generally agree with Andy in saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't condemn him for going. It's a very brave move going to another country and going to a European superpower. Um, Bayern Munich have been a bit dormant in terms of refreshing their squad. Um, I heard Chelsea demanded 40 million for Callum Hudson Adoy. Now, before I want to pose a couple of questions to you. Obviously, he's a very, very talented 18 year old. I'm not going to say he's like Mbappe, but Mbappe went for 180 million. I know he's like had a league title and uh, Callum's been on the bench for a team and stuff, but he's a very, very talented um, young player. Taliso, I believe, is the record signing at 35 million, which was a sort of renowned playing target of a lot of clubs. Are two questions for you? A, would you see them going up to say 40 million for a, a, a youth, essentially what is still a youth product? Uh, and to follow up, I want you to follow up on that question. There is a bit of a sort of a, a trend at the moment in Germany at looking at young uh, British or English talent, not just you know Lookman or Nelson or Sancho. Apparently, uh, scouts are coming over way more from Germany, and they're really appreciating these uh, academies. So the, yeah, the, just to reiterate, the first question is: Is forty million a lot for him? Do they think it's a lot for them, as it would be their record signing? And what do you um do you think? Uh, they'd prefer to come and get some like young English talent that's in vogue? Um, well, to start off with your first question, um, as already mentioned in the last video, due to being in Austria, Andy and I are, of course, confronted with uh, a lot of Bundesliga football and the, what the clubs are doing uh, financially and player-wise. And for, as result uh Bayern Munich is at the top of the the agenda in that regard so um there are a lot of Bayern Munich fans here that constantly complain about their board simply not wanting to invest as Andy already mentioned and the thing is with uh the 40 million price tag for Callum Hudson-Odoi no I don't think they will pay it because uh they're the board so Romanik, well, Romanigger, um, Honus, and Sammer. No, not Sammer. What's his name again? The third one. Sammy Hamicic. Sammy Hamicic, yeah. Uh, Sammer's already gone. Mm -hmm. Anyway, those three, they are known for being really stubborn. So if they mm -hmm. get rejected twice and now they are supposed to get uh, give 40, they're not going to do that. They have too much pride. Yeah. I would bet my house my figurative house as I do not possess one on them not buying Callum Hudson and I for that quoted price because they would um, open the Pandora's box from a German perspective because once mm. they pay that amount of money for an English talent or for whoever, every English talent they get, like, for example, Jaden Sancho or whoever who isn't out of contract, mm. Uh, they'd have to massively overpay. And that would be a very dangerous precedence for German clubs. Interesting. Especially, of course, Bayern Munich. And so I cannot imagine them playing, uh, paying that amount for hudson Odoi. And I think Chelsea know that. That mm. is why they said, yeah, give us that. Because 40 million, I'll be completely honest, I do not want us to sell hudson Odoi in 
for any price. Mm. But if it does get sold for whatever reason, 40 million is a very good price. For, um, for I do really. hope that we would then have a buy at, buyback clause. But if there was a buyback clause, so let's say Chelsea say there has to be one in his contract, they're never going to buy him because Bayern Munich is, you know, they're like the Manchester United of uh, German football. They think they're the best. They're the only ones that matter. They would never stoop down to that level to of just loaning a player and, uh, well, not loaning a player, buying a player and then risking him leaving once they have actually yeah. given him the platform uh, to thrive. Second question, the follow-up question, just very briefly. I don't think he's worth forty million outside of Chelsea Football Club. For us in the club, he's worth double that. Yeah. Because we know what potential he has. Uh, so it's. I can only give you an ambiguous uh, answer to an ambiguous question. So mm. that is. Um, a bit of a tricky one there, but you know. I think. It's important to note, just to round things off here, Sari has given him more chances before he got injured. Um, I think he's very slowly but surely gaining uh, his trust. So, such an is gaining Sari's trust. And I really don't think we can evaluate Sari in his youth um, policy utilization just yet, simply Mm. because there hasn't been enough time. He, he made some very telling comments about, like, look, I am playing him. This is a fucking massive club. Chill out, everyone. You know, he's lucky. He's very, very talented. I'm not denying that, but he's getting, you know, be realistic, people. He's giving it a bit of that. Um, it's very interesting, the points you make about Bayern. Like, I'm, I'm sort of 50% admiration for them not wanting to become a sort of big English club shit show in terms of inflating their own market and embarrassing themselves. Yeah. But yeah, Sorry, very but... very Germanic. But like, mm. and then fifty percent, like you know, oh God, stop being stubborn. You're such a big club. You got to do something. And do you know what I mean? But anyway, I, this is um part two of a um of a transfer special. So I don't want to spend too long Callum Hudson the door because we're gonna sort of quickly have segments and other players. Um, none of us want Callum to leave. He's an incredibly talented youngster, maybe like top five teenager in the world. Um, why would you the fuck would you want to let it go from your club? Um, but we understand his ambitions and need to develop. Um, so what I'm going to do is just a quick fire question to both of you before we switch player. Um, you first, Andy. Um, do you think Callum will sign... Okay, so you got to, it's a two-part question. You can't be too long on it, right? So do you think Callum will sign a new long-term contract? Like, he'll come to a terms with the club and the players happy? And do you think he will be implemented sufficiently to, into the first team for his talents? Well, I hope this is not wishful thinking, but I think what would make at least also the most sense for him is just to play a bit, bit of a poker game, um, this this transfer window, looking at other clubs um yeah offers to him also mm-hmm. in in a in a sense of of wages and what he could get at this moment in time um Chelsea will decline every single one of them or um, raise demands the the other clubs couldn't meet so at the end of the day he will wait out this transfer window and then i think he will sign a four or five year contract with a good well uh, developed um wage price up to maybe maybe the levels of 
of of the squad players of the yeah. maybe what do, do we have now the, mm. the Danny Drinkwaters maybe or the Victor Moseses of of this of this club, yeah. and I, I think um, on the long haul we will always have that kind of worry mm. that maybe we'll have in one year time or in one and a half years time uh, an, another change of of managerial um, kind of. All, 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 the, all the things will, will change then if we bring a new manager in. Uh, so I can't really look into the future too much, but providing Sari will stay for another two seasons, I think by the time Sari leaves in maybe two years' time, he will be yeah. um, hopefully a first-team player. Well, yeah, that's a, it's a good answer. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say by, even if we did rotate, if, if he did do all that you dreamed of in that in that. Uh, what you said there that in 1.5 one and a half years he might be so well developed and good that an ex-manager would be like yeah of course I'm going to play Callum because this dude's you know he's a, on a on a long sort of term contract this that and the other and before I go to Jimmy you did make another really good point about the sort of um, the poker reference um, all this can be actually quite healthy for his position as like an as, mm. as an individual. It yeah. can be quite empowering. No, I'm not just some a, a passive academy product that's going to let you sort of like wave me about and I just, I'm going to be a yes man. No, fucking Bayern Munich's looking at me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, it's, check me out. Why not? I mean, I love this club. I want to play for this. But you know what? I'm not. I'm also not a little bitch. So yeah, I'm going to see what you know. Even if he's allowing the press to happen or he's letting his agent or his parents or someone talk to a club or whatever, it, I think it is an empowering thing and. Like yeah, god damn it! Like our oh, our oh, kitty, he, he can he can go to the be- biggest and best clubs. So I think there's a healthy element to that. Uh, what are you saying, Jimmy? Uh, I'm I'm going to make this really short. Uh, my heart says yes, he will sign the new contract. My head says no. Yeah. And um, if he does sign the new one, then I think his time will come next year. Yeah. I think if he does sign, he needs to be told, yeah, you're going to be loaned out you'll have playing time there because I can't see him playing in the next one or two years at Chelsea on a regular basis. It's a very sensible answer, mate. Okay, cool. Excellent. So throughout the first part of this podcast, we talked about another young talent and Christian Pulisic. Uh, we all, in the beginning of the second part, we've covered some Callum Hudson-Odoi and the potential transfer, if not the flirtation with Bayern Munich. Um, now there are some potential outs. There's We're looking at three, um, what, two senior players in Gary Cahill to Fulham. It was talking about Arsenal as well. And although that sounded pretty funny, yeah, although, although that does sound pretty funny, like you look at Arsenal's defence and you'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and like, whatever, like rotation cover. He wouldn't have to like move far. I kind of would have been nice for him. Yeah, he's a club legend. It would have been nice for him to go to um to uh, Arsenal and get paid, like get a four-year, three-year contract and 100K because he's been such a good... I tell you, before I move on to the other guys, let's just do Cahill quickly. Um, Mm. He, uh, like I said, yeah, it would have been nice for him. He could have gone to the retirement home that Czech did, you know, and uh, well, it's usually United, isn't it, as well? We send our players to retire and get a big paycheck. They win titles at Chelsea and then like they go and get a huge paycheck at United. Um, So Gary Cahill, it looks like Fulham... He won't have to move, will he? So um, he's gonna he's gonna be like same part of town. Um, there he, he might get rid of here. He might have a clause clause. It, 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 this theoretically, if this it looks like a pretty likely move in today's media. Mm. I should preface this chat with. Um, I'd imagine if there'd be a relegation clause in that. Um, it may, you know, maybe a two year contract. Really, I don't know. But um, obviously, he's 
I'm sure you'd agree. He's been an excellent servant. I think he's servant for Chelsea. I think he's actually got a record for a player in England, the fastest to win every trophy available, like in the shortest term. There's mm. the Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, Europa League and Champions mm. League. Um, and he he was proper Chelsea in the sense of he'd leave it all on the pitch. He's just not a modern player. Mm. Uh, I'm going to start with Jimmy. Um, what do you think about... Obviously, I'm I'm gonna put words in your uh, in your mouth and say yes, he shouldn't be playing in this current team. He's probably his time's done with us. Um, what do you think about a potential move to Fulham? Um, and yeah, what do you think, mate? Um, well, I think it'd be good for Fulham. Uh, I think he still has a lot to offer mm. uh, for a club that um, has more of a deep lying defence. Yes, absolutely. That no. don't require a ball player as much. Uh, I, I do think because yeah, I mean he's not he's not siren material. I mean no. we all we knew this from the start, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy that he's not going to Arsenal. Uh, it doesn't seem that he's going to Arsenal because he deserves better than to be put in that defence. With all the respect to Arsenal or not, but <laughs> well, you know, are you saying Arsenal's defence is worse than Fulham's? <laughs> No, the thing is the expectations, you know, yeah, Fulham yeah. expectations are let's just try and stay up. Yeah. Arsenal wants to get into the top four and yeah, their defence is nowhere near that. Mm. And they are really, really terrible. And Cahill, when Cahill has a player next to him who's really good, like John Terry, he can perform really well, mm. but he needs that player. It's the same with... Uh, then when Lovren, who's been very shaky in the, the uh, past few years, plays against the next to Van Dyke, I think Andy's actually mentioned something similar. In the yeah, we talked about ago. it before. Yeah. Or was it last time? Yeah. yeah. Then they just work better. Mm. You know, of course, if you play with a good player who also has a better understanding of the game, you'll be better. That's what he wouldn't have at Arsenal. And not saying that he has it at Fulham, mm. but it, I think the expectations being lower and them being more. You know, deeper line that's always been for something that bit more uh, old good school. for mm-hmm. play so yeah. um, I wish him all the best he's been a brilliant servant um, I criticised him a lot, a lot it is time to go for him and I think he knows it himself yes so uh, hats off to him he's won it all and I wouldn't put him in the bracket Chelsea legend mm. but yeah. he is one of the he, he will always be part of that legendary 11 that won us the Champions League. Absolutely. So good luck wherever he goes. Yeah, I, I imagine uh, Andy, you'd echo those sentiments. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, with He's not that old, but like um, he, he, as an old school canny defender who won't shy away from balls, do you think he'd, like, he'd be a good signing for Fulham? Well, first of all, on the note of Arsenal, they, they were in for Johnny Evans in the summer and they didn't get yeah. him. So um, yeah, yeah. Cale is way too good for the Gunners on that yeah, note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Talking about uh, Fulham, it is uh, Ranieri 11 now. And thinking back to with, with which kind of centre-backs Ranieri won the league with Leicester. It was um, Robert Huth and, and Wes Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the most flat-footed pairing of centre-halves that's ever won the Premier League. Mm. Uh, old centre-halves, big centre-halves and not very quick centre-halves. And, and everything I've, I've said now is... Are just attributes that can be translated to Gary Cahill as a player. Um, so on that note, I think yeah, Fulham they've they've kept one clean sheet all all season long or mm. something like that. Mm. <laughs> they they are ter- terribly in need for defenders. Mm. Um, Gary Cahill is at a stage where he fits at a club like Fulham, 
every club in the Premier League does does pay big wages, so no, I think they can afford him for yeah, sure. And it wouldn't interrupt um, his family life and stuff for them. Uh, no, so. ex- ex- exactly, and he will be a straight starter for them, so it would make sense for him on that note as well. Mm. So I can see that one happening. Okay. Just a question of... Uh, do we get any money for him or is it nah, just I can imagine it yeah, will be Gary, come, come well on, I would imagine it would be like terminating the last six months of his contract and releasing Michael him and Jack, being yeah. yeah and being like thank you for everything sort of thing so yeah mm. we'll uh, attacking free all agreed on thank you very much Cahill this works for everyone my old flatmate's a Fulham fan he'll be loving that he's been he said look give us Cahill and drink water and I'll be buzzing I'm like oh, oh to be a Fulham fan um, <laughs> so anyway we want to move on so there's two more players I want to talk about before we wrap this second part up i want to end on tammy abraham but before i do that i want to talk about a player elite potential exit that makes me kind of upset and that's sesk fabregas and i would completely understand why he would leave because um he's a very quality a quality player he's been originally rumored to go somewhere in italy where i thought he would absolutely do really well because you give that man time on the ball he will be perlo you know supercharged but um it looks like there's a very very strong connection to a potential uh, monaco move uh, due to the Thierry Henry connection arsenal connection or whatever um i'm just going to say sort of my my couple of bits on this first um i'll understand why i'd go um even if monaco are having a shit season i feel like he'd probably get a lot of money it's a nice place for a rich person monaco and he'd probably just like the experience and you know if he gets three years contract a first team football at a big club um he'd probably like that i think sesk's a supreme talent and always has been he might be a, a, a case of a bit of burnout i never i don't know if he ever had any pace to lose but he's been playing for so long at the <laughs> highest at the highest level you know whether that's been like world cup winning spain teenage you know excellent for arsenal but they weren't winning trophies barcelona did well there, won trophies at Chelsea, loved, you know, he's a bit of fun as well. He always laughed about how he used to get in John Terry's face and then they were like best, when he played for Arsenal and then they're like best mates at Chelsea. He's, he's, he's up for a bit of banter, but he's just got such class on the ball. He can certainly do, he can see passes like no one else in the Premier League. Mm. Um, we saw that with Diego Costa when we won the league in 2015 or whatever. When um, Jorginho's will always be the starter for us because he thinks so quickly and he just the ball when he, the when the ball's already hit his foot when he receives it he knows exactly where it's going you don't get that with Cesc Fabregas Cesc Fabregas needs a second and he's going to do something remarkable so therefore you can understand why he'd be the B choice register for me it's kind of heartbreaking because he you know Conte came in and he had to prove his worth to him and he said that he said I was benched I was benched under Conte after winning the league with Jose but mm. I thought I showed him my quality and before the end he was he's starting in a 3-5-2 wasn't he he was, he was a starter for mm. us I don't want to get into like whether that was right mm. or wrong the point being from him and his heart he was like I I made I put my way in and I will do that with Sari. I think he came out in a couple of interviews and mm. said, Yes, I'll do that with Sari. Um it looks like that's not gonna be the case. He doesn't want to be a B choice, and I understand that. I think his quality so I've been rambling on. Uh Jimmy, your thoughts on um on our Spaniard. Uh, my main concern is how we're gonna replace him because you're not mm. gonna just find a backup register. No, under the couch is no. easy. You know who wants to play backup? There have been calls for youth players 
which won't work. Sorry, won't do that. So who would we get? I really would have loved to, for Cesc at least to stay until the summer. Same. Um, but it does look as if uh, he won't. Uh, you made a very good point there with he needs that one second off the ball and then he can do something magical. Mm. Um, I think he's a great backup option to, to Jorginho and I think he could still contribute a lot. But, I mean, what is he, 31? That's yeah. not too old, you know. Mm. Okay, I get it if he wants two or three years. <laughs> I only would have expected him to go to Italy because I think he would tear it up. Mm. Uh, I think one of you said that last time as well. Yeah, I, I think, think he I think really wants to pick up the Serie A mm. because it's just tailor-made for him. Mm. France in a struggling Monaco team, yeah, I'm able to see mm. why he would want to do that to himself. But, you know, mm. if he thinks it's the right choice, then good to him because... What he has done, and I think I speak for all of us here, he's proved each and every doubter uh, when he joined Chelsea wrong that he can be proper Chelsea. Mm. And no one would have expected that because I honestly think he has had uh, more of a connection to Chelsea over the last four years than he had with Arsenal in, yeah. I think, six years mm. or something while it was. Um he he's always been good for banter. He's good spirit, and you know he brings some good spirit into the to the uh, dressing room. He scored some crucial goals. I can remember against QPR in the yeah. Mourinho title winning season. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 oh, when he gave it to all the QPR fans afterwards, he like runs I'm around not sure like. About yeah, that, he did, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He's had his mask on. So, yeah, you know, no, he gave it to the QPR and fans. And it'll be sad to see him leave. But yeah. you know, maybe. He'd come back one day in some coaching role. I'd love to see him come back. You know, that is something that Chelsea Football Club does um, provide. You know, it's a family. Not yeah. as much of Arsenal, but, you know, well, it's a family. That's an interesting point you made before I come on to you, Andy, that he, um, <laughs> he uh, with Chelsea, he comes in and I, th I think it's easier to make a bond. I mean... Obviously, he might have played some open football with Arsenal, but it's easier to make a bond where you've got this like unit of like warlike guys. And no, we, we we don't fuck about here, mate. We we win titles and we're here for each other, and we're not going to like be wet. You know, Arsenal were very wet when he was there. He came yeah. to Chelsea and we like bang Premier League League Cup go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he was like, and then you know, he's speaking Spanish. He loved Diego Costa that first season. Like he used to joke about. He used to just find Costa hilarious because he he didn't he never spoke a word of English, but he used to just have like a really good bond of John Terry. He's like, hey, get me down, get me down. And Cesc used to just find it hilarious, and he'd just constantly laugh at these like you know these weird relationships in the dressing room. Like going back to our banter, but Andy, um, I'm sure you'd echo our sentiments and feelings about Fabregas. Mm -hmm. um, I personally feel like Jimmy's right. It's a weird one slightly to go to Monaco, but it's a big team with a big wage with maybe a big mm. contract. What do you think, mate? But is it a weird one? Um, on a first glance, I would say, yes, it is a weird one. They are 19th in the in, in Liga, mm -hmm. and they've changed the manager and it didn't work. And don't know if, if uh, Thierry Henry even gets the chance to finish the season with them or if there is another manager coming in. Wow. But they, they've, they've done mm -hmm. everything they could in the coaching department. So maybe they want to have a signature signing, like a, 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 a signing where they can say, all right, we, we change the season round. And Cesc mm -hmm. Fabregas can be their player. Absolutely. I guess he would be a leader in a, in a kind of team of youngsters that Monaco is. Uh, he can provide maybe the chances uh, these exceptional attacking talent they have at their club, they have Falcao for Christ's sake. Mm. That they, they someone someone to finish the chances that weren't there, 
um, is there. So they just need the chances. And Cesc Fabregas is in, in a man. league like like league. He is that man. Um, I still think uh, I echoed that one uh, statement you've you've said a few days ago. Italy would be more suited to him. I, I agree with the both of you there. Mm. Uh, but if it is France, um, I'm happy to see him leave there. And maybe, hopefully, he gets back and uh, does does uh, serve Chelsea in, in another role in another. future days. Yeah, I mean, I'll be fucking weird seeing him in a Monaco shirt. I kind of like a weird, perverse part of me would like it just to see mm. our you know, when you see one of your players that you've got, you don't, you're okay with them leaving, you understand. And when you see him in another shirt, you'll still have that sort of sentimentality towards mm. him. You're like, go on, mate. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so it's sad, but, but you know, it would be, anyway, I, I agree. I'd like to see him back at the club and that would really turn the knife on Arsenal. Like, you know, he's come back to us after it all. Do you know what I mean? Um, all right, guys, um, we, I do want to talk about Tammy and Abraham. Um, we're slightly, we might go over with this a few minutes um, than usual, but let's, let's talk about Tammy. Um, okay, so... Tammy Abraham broke the scoring record in the championship for teenager scoring. I think he got mid high twenties league goals. He was like one off top goal scorer when he was playing for Bristol city at like 18 or whatever. He looks like an absolute monster. We're like how the, I, I mean, I, I didn't watch many Bristol games, but I was looking at like score updates. Like how, he's, he scored again. Like he just keeps scoring. Um, obviously we had a very small sample size of him at Swansea. They got relegated. It looked like they were just constantly in their own box. And, um, he didn't. He didn't do very well there. But it's it's kind of like a poor reflection, I think, of his poaching abilities. Um, obviously, he's gone back to the championship under JT at Aston Villa. JT being the um, sorry, the second coach, but there's the Chelsea connection, and he's scoring loads of goals again. Um, they're not worldies, but he's just a confident. He's a big old boy, and he? he's like six foot seven or something. Something like that, and he's and he's, he's got that presence, and he's he's quite quick because he's got this like young athleticism mm. about him, um, and he just gets in the box and finishes off chances. And when you, I'm not saying he should be playing for Chelsea's current team. I'm just saying I'm just thinking of these frustrations when we're constantly creating chances around the 18 yard box, and then the ball will go in, and then with sorry ball, there's just no one there, you know, in the middle, um, and you just think like some some situations Tammy might gobble those up, but I think the majority of Chelsea fans would would probably argue he's not the answer for our our, our current situation. Uh, there's rumours of him being loaned or sold. The original rumour was a sale to Wolverhampton for 18 million, which would probably be about right. I don't know how much he's got on his contract at Chelsea, but a teenager who's been playing in the championship coming up to a Premier League team is doing well. 18, 20 million, it sounds like a lot for like a non-sort of high, high-profile player, but... It would probably be about right, but um, what I want to do is ask you chaps, I mean, do you, A, it's a two-part question, do you see a future for Tammy Abraham at Chelsea, um, and B, would it be would it be better for him to go? Uh, Andy, just get all, all your thoughts on Tammy, mate, go ahead. Mm. Uh, I would like to get him back at Chelsea. I even would like really? him, if, if we couldn't get um, Higuain this, this winter, I would like uh, Tammy Abraham back at the club, because okay. I think... Uh, out of the two players on loan that look likely to maybe come back as Michi Bacuais doesn't play a big role at Valencia. Mm. Um, he's the better finisher. He's a better finisher than than Michi Bacuai. And you can see like his goal tally is is just amazing in the in the championship. And he scores every, I think, 100 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, 
He's, he's a natural goal scorer. Goals. He's got 10 goals. He's a natural nine. goal scorer, even mm. though um, I have doubts in regards to his physicality. He's, he's big, but he's thin like a breadstick. Mm. And uh, that, that kind of worries me. But I think when we need a player to be that fox in the box, he is always... He's always scored his his goals in the box, and he he will you will have guaranteed goals with him, even in a Chelsea team against big opposition. Yeah. And uh, sorry, all Mertens, Milik, all these players have scored the majority of their goals inside the box. So why yeah. not try it with, with Sammy Abraham? Okay, uh, so what, what do, you, do you think? Okay, so that makes sense. You voiced you voiced your opinion on saying you think. If Sarri was creating chances and putting them in the six-yard box, put Tammy in there, he'll mm. tuck him in the corners one way or another. I'd agree to that to an extent. Do you think what, what's the likelihood of him say continue? I'm not done what his contract is. Just say continuing his career with Chelsea and trying to muscle his way in because he. I saw him on like a YouTube channel recently. He's like, I want to play for Chelsea. I want to be the, mm. the first team for Chelsea. He's talking about, yeah. you know, like a starry-eyed kid. He was talking about Ballon d'Or. Like, why not? Mm. I, mean, I, I giggled a little bit. Why not? Do you think there is a chance for Tammy Abraham at Chelsea? Well, he has three and a half years left at Chelsea. Okay. So if, if if there was one one club to come in and, and want to buy him, I think 80 million isn't isn't enough. And it, it, is, it, it is very well in every budget of basically every Premier League team that they, they, they could spend easily. They could spend, Wolverhampton could easily spend 18 million and it would be a good Purchase. acquisition. Yeah. Because, uh, let me think about it. They they, they have um, Raul Jimenez as, Jimenez as their starting striker. He's enough, on loan. It? Yeah, it's not yeah. enough. He, he's on loan and apparently if they want want to buy him, it would be 35 to 40 million from, from Porto. Right. And I'm not sure if he's worth that kind of money. So Definitely not. If, if, if you can bring in Tammy Abraham, and he's 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 living in in Birmingham at the moment, so not far from Wolverhampton. Yeah, maybe he would be interested in that one, and it would also make sense for them. Um, mm. It was it, it was it would only make sense for us if there was a buyback clause uh, included in that contract. But however, if if we um, get our transfer ban, um, we couldn't get him back in let's say one year's time because. At you have to buy a big clause and you can do uh, Diego Costa or, or at least what um, uh, Atletico Madrid did with Diego Costa. So buy him back and then wait till your ban is dated out and mm. then get the player back. Doesn't sound very Chelsea. Uh, still, still, I would like him to stay at our club. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> what Andy just said makes a lot of sense, especially, um, uh, yeah, the impending a, a transfer ban it would be silly to sell him if we're not gonna even if we do bring in like a Galactico you'd want you just want fucking backup uh, experience I think potentially Matt Lord did tweet later I was gonna sort of uh, go on to say about um, it's all in his future it's his decision he probably can go to Wolves on loan for six months now for me they both sound good so let's um, Andy's uh, you can talk about a potential sale but Andy's talked about a potential sale what do you think about from his perspective He's doing really well at Villa. He's scoring loads of goals. He's with JT. Do you think he should stay there? Or do you think any and all chances to play in the Premier League at this young ripe age? Should he go to Wolves for a six-month loan and try and score some goals in what looked like a bloody top eight side at the moment? This is not a relegation Swansea. This is like, you know, Nuno boys looking shit hot. How, do you, how would you feel about that, Jimmy? That is a really, really tough question. Isn't it? Because... It's one of those 50-50s. It could go incredibly well, but it could go horribly wrong. Mm. 
Jimenez is their starting striker. Why would he displace him? You know, he's scoring, not extensively, but he's scoring. So why, why, would, why would they do that? You know, that mm. makes no sense. Uh, not for this year. So I think it is better for him to stay in Villa. I would have wanted him to come into the Premier League from the start. It was weird that he left for Villa, from, you know, from the get-go. But he's there now. Same with Mason Mount. Stay there. Finish mm. the, uh, the year because there's no point, you know, new environment, new team, new philosophy yeah. of football, possibly. With Wolves to Villa, definitely. Uh, so it makes no sense for him to go. Um, I just don't think he has an imminent um, future at Chelsea anyway. So the thing is, I just want to talk about one point which Andy um, made before. Mm-hmm. I think it's very harsh to say um, Tammy Abraham is more clinical and than... Mishibash, why? Because Tammy Abraham has only shown that in the championship as mm-hmm. of yet. And That's true. even though the English championship is a good league, don't get me wrong, it's better than our Austrian league, you know, but mm. that isn't too hard. Right. Uh, but, you know, he's done it in France, he's done it in Germany, and to quite a certain extent, he's done it in England. Yeah. Um, he has scored goals, you know. Big Atletico Madrid away. Or not, he has. Mm. But yeah. For example, yeah. the thing is with Mishri Bashwa, he knows where to stand. He he knows where he has to be. And that is, for example, something that we've been lacking this year, that our strike is just fucking somewhere, but not where it's supposed to be. And even if he would misplace those passes, he will at least be in the right positions. Now, I'm not saying get Mishri Bashwa back in. I want us to buy a world-class striker. That Mishri Bashwa is not that. I'm just saying that if the choice is between Tammy Abraham and Mishibash White, I, I, I think it's harsh to say that Tammy Abraham is more clinical and would be better for Chelsea than uh, Mishibash White, especially as Tammy Abraham has been this clunky, def- uh, you know, attacker. Yeah. Um, he has um, grown as a player. He's no longer just this poacher, but he's actually being able to hold up play and link up with uh, Whoever Aston Villa has at the front, but um, <laughs> Greenish, yeah, mate. Greenish. I watch highlights, you know, and you see, wow, that's really good interplay. But I have fuck all idea who those people are, yeah. except for Sammy Abraham. And Greenish um, as well. He's pretty high profile. But he, he yeah, but I, I don't. It makes no sense. And Sara already said, to, was it today or yesterday? He doesn't want him to come back. It makes no sense. So he's only mm. twenty years old, and I think he, because Andy, you mentioned he's still got three and a half years on his contract. Yeah. Uh, I think he did sign that once uh, just before he left for Swansea. And uh, I had a tweet, tweet today, just to finish this off, I had a tweet today where a few um, Swansea fans either commented or wrote me yeah. a, a DM, a DM'd me. And they weren't too fond of him. You know, I mean, I know they were a very, you know, relegation, relegated side that d- didn't play too good football, but they said... He just didn't do enough. Mm. It wasn't enough drive, not enough fight, and his hold-up play was dreadful. And he was also very uh, wasteful. So even though he's banging them in for Aston Villa right now, why would that make him a viable option for us now? What what says that he wouldn't be the exact same case as Avaro Morata or Olivier Giroud that also have these finishing problems? So it's a no... It's a no from me. It's a no from Jimmy. Well, I mean, I think I'd like to, to caveat that I'd agree generally with those sentiments, but he's just 
like turned 21 a couple of months I ago. Know. I know. Uh, he is very yeah, Doesn't yeah, and, and you're right, and you're right, and you're right. Going to help us now? No, no. That's yeah, fair enough, and I, I'm, I'd agree with those. But he, he, you know, he is physical. He's fast. He can, he can poach. So maybe, even though he's not the quality of Chelsea, let's all put our collective hopes in the future for maybe one day Tammy being uh, the English boy coming home. But ladies and gentlemen, we have, um, we've had a long part two, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, this is the second part of the attacking free transfer talk um, with me, myself, Jan on, Yannick on Chelsea and Andy and Jimmy from the attacking two. If you have not listened to the first part, what are you doing? Go back, uh, search the attacking two uh, podcast and whatever, whatever platform you're using, subscribe, listen to part one. And um, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, guys. I'll add, um, I'll plug all the details for everything in social posts, and I will, we will see yes, you later. Sir.